Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wise Guys Sports Talk. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TheWiseGuysST. Like us, roast us, I don't really care. Make sure to smash that follow button because you're going to need to to do either one. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Wise Guys Sports Talk. We have a lot going on uh, today. We have some college football updates. We got some UFC fights coming up, uh, some MLB brawls and some hot teams. And then we're going to give you guys an update on things going on in the NBA and the NHL. So let's get things started. Will, how are you doing today? Uh, doing really, really good. Um, Alexi Lafreniere is the Rangers now, basically. We won that first overall pick last night somehow. Um, so, yeah, Alexi Lafreniere has made 2020 much better um, in my books. But, yeah, no, everything's good. Um, unfortunately, there have been some uh, things going on that we'll, I'll let Isaac touch on um, once we get around the circle. But, yeah, everything's pretty good on my end. So, Rob, I'm passing it to you. I'm not even going to let Isaac pass it to you. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm doing good, you know, just chilling. Uh, I just moved within the same, you know, apartment complex, just a different unit. Uh, a couple days ago, that took forever. It's very uh, how do I put this? It it made me very tired, and uh, I slept a lot yesterday. So, um, but other than that, I'm good. I'm glad to be back on the show. Um. And just trying to stay positive. So, yeah. All right, Will, you want to pass it to me? No. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> well, I'm doing all right. I just uh, booked a trip to New York to go visit Will and Liz. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, like Will mentioned, um, they have we have had uh, some things come up in the show. Um, at the end of last month, Mario's little brother passed away in a tragic accident. So Mario is going to be away from the show for a little bit. Our thoughts and our prayers are with him. And uh, this episode is dedicated to Mario's little brother, Cameron. So Cam, this episode's for you. Man. Yeah, um, I just want to touch on this too. I mean, like, honestly, I I was absolutely gutted when I heard the news. Like, he was, from what I, when I met him, he was such a good kid. And it's just honestly horrific, so... If you can donate, actually, um, to their GoFundMe to help out his family in this time of need, you could also, I know I tweeted, uh, retweeted it um, at WJanks9 on Twitter or Facebook. Just look me up, Will Jankowski. There's a link. And I know these guys also have links on their social media if you guys want to throw that in there real quick because all the anything helps right now seriously yeah and we'll post uh we could post a link on the wise guys page too to make it uh easier for you guys i know we don't post much on there but uh this is definitely a good reason to post something um but yeah i met i had the pleasure of meeting cam one time like will said he was a really good kid uh, and it was a uh, really sad to see this so our thoughts and our prayers are with mario and his family and like I said, this episode is dedicated to Cameron. Um, but uh, it's time to get into things. So, uh, Rob, you want to take the floor with college football? Yeah, so we got some college football news, uh, some big news. 
Um, the MAC conference, uh, which a lot of people don't really know, um, they're a smaller conference in college football. Uh, some of the teams and universities in that conference are like Buffalo, Marshall, Florida Atlantic, um, North Texas, Rice, all these schools, uh, they have canceled their season, um, but now they have talked about just postponing it instead. Um, and also the Mountain West Conference, which is the home of the school that we go to, you know, we, they have also postponed their season. And the Big Ten is in talks right now, which is Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, those schools, they're in talks of possibly postponing their season as well. So college football might not be a thing this season. It's going to be weird. It's up in the air right now. Obviously, two conferences, which aren't the power five, are not any of the power five conferences, have basically postponed their season and probably is likely to cancel it. Uh, We're just going to have to see, and we might not have college football this year. So. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, um, well, I know the Big Ten is actually having a meeting right now as we are recording. So most likely we'll have an answer to what the Big Ten is doing. I think they're leaning towards postponing. And I think if they postpone or cancel, that's going to pave the way for the other Power Five conferences because this would be the first, uh, I guess, the first pawn to be moving. Um it, this sucks, man. I mean, not only for the pure fact that, like, I college football just on TV all Saturday. And, like, it's just – that's what makes August through December, honestly. I mean, obviously, there's the NFL, too. But there's something about college football that just, like – there's a there's an atmosphere and a vibe to it. And that's what I'm going to miss the most. And I also feel for these college towns, man. These Some of these small businesses are just – gonna absolutely sink they uh they count on the revenue that the college football saturday uh college football games on saturdays bring and that gets them through the year so um honestly i i this takes a bigger hit on more than just like the players and the fans i mean like these college towns man they're gonna be hurting and i'm just gonna be i'm heartbroken for them to be honest so yeah uh, i'm pretty sad to see that college football might not be happening. Um, it's honestly looking pretty probable that it is going to be happening in this fall. Um, but, you know, with, with you know, the MAC and the Mountain West, you know, like you mentioned, we're not a power five. So we don't send as many kids to the NFL, which uh, it kind of sucks for the kids that are, you know, prospects because they're not going to be able to show off, you know, because a lot of them have to come back for their fifth year because they registered as a freshman. So they're not going to get to show their, their last season's film, um, so that kind of sucks. Like Will said, uh, these businesses, these small businesses that rely on this revenue from people coming to their, you know, small bars or whatever to watch the games, that's very unfortunate. So, I mean, it, it sucks altogether. Hopefully, hopefully it gets figured out. But uh, it would also be tough if we have, you know, college basketball and college football both going on at the same time. And notably, actually, uh, this is probably worth mentioning, some high-profile names that are adamant about having a college season are guys like uh, Trevor Lawrence, Dabo Sweeney, and uh, 
uh, Nick Saban. Like they've gone on record saying uh, they think it's safer for the kids to be playing football and whatnot. And, um, yeah, they even got the president to support that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Obviously, the atmosphere isn't going to be the same. I can't imagine there'll be fans and students at the games, which to me makes college football what it is. Um, but they, I just they, we got to move on. We need to have some kind of sense of normalcy, and they're just the college football is just lacking the leadership right now to get things moving forward, um, in my opinion. So I was saying that. Justin Fields, who's a projected first rounder this upcoming, you know, next season in the draft. He's a quarterback for Ohio State and big he's like the face of the Big Ten in my opinion at the biggest university and he's definitely the biggest player and he's been someone who's been pushing for a season and really wants to play. Um so I think you're gonna see a more of a trend where players will actually want to play, especially the college kids that are playing. Um, they love the sport and, you know, they, you know, you have some players who are holding out and saying they don't, they're not going to play, but the big names like the Justin Fields and the Trevor Lawrence's are really stepping up and saying they want a season. Yeah. So well, they I are running out of time. So they need, they need to get it figured out pretty quickly. I, I, my, my guess though is that they're just going to postpone and try to get it in in the spring. But uh, yeah, fuck COVID man. How do you guys feel about college basketball season and college football season going on at the same time? I'll let Rob take this. I'm not a college basketball guy. Uh, To me, I think there would be too much going on. I don't don't know. I feel like it would take away from one, you know, sport. It'd probably take away more from college basketball, I feel like, because college basketball itself isn't really – view that like highly like college football is during the regular season college basketball everyone kind of tunes in for the march madness tournament um so i think i think if that were to happen college basketball might plummet in in views until march um i didn't even think about that because then bowl season and march madness would probably end up like uh coming together I, apparently I can't speak today, but that would pro that'd be very bad for uh, both sports if uh, if March met because I feel like college football would be more popular throughout the regular season, but then once bowl season rolls around, March Madness is probably one of the most popular um, sporting events out there. So I I, I can't see that going too. Well. I mean. Either way, it's I don't envy anyone who has to make these decisions right now. I also yeah. it's a tough situation, so I'll take anything. I really will. It's gonna be tough for a lot of these college freshmen uh, for football that are gonna have to have their uh, their regular season in um, you know in the in the spring, and then have to you know return to the fall, uh, get and that everything goes back to normal. So that'd be tough. That's gonna be a lot of wear and tear on their bodies. Yeah, a lot of hurdles to jump. This is uh, this is the COVID era, though, I guess, right now. So, Yeah, hopefully, you know, it ends soon. But something that COVID hasn't really taken away from is the UFC. And, you know, the UFC has done a great job uh, yep. handling COVID. So, Will, you want to get into this uh, 252 card? 
Oh, do I? Do I, do I, do I? This isn't one of the more stacked cards that we've been used to seeing as of late, but there are two fights that I have marked, and it's the co-main event and the main event. Co-main event, we got the Sugar Show returning to face Marlon Cheeto Vera. Um, And then in the main event, we got the trilogy, and I expect this to be um, Daniel Cormier's last fight. Um, He is trying to get his title back and end on a high note, end his career on high note against Stipe Miocic, and this should be a fucking fun one. I'm excited. to. I'm very, very excited um, for this card. Um, Do you guys want to dive into this? Fuck yeah, get into it. Okay, so we're going to start with uh, Marlon Vera versus uh, Sean O'Malley. This is the typical, um, the up-and-coming face of the uh, promotion versus someone who is very respected. He is a top 15 guy, in my opinion, um, although he just got bumped out of his ranking by Sean O'Malley. And this is going to be a true test for Sean. I mean, he's basically walked through his opponents in his last two fights, knocking him out in the first round. Um, and he calls his shots. He call it, He's very Conor McGregor-esque in that sense. He says, I'm just going to knock him out in the first round, and he usually does. I don't think that's going to be the case with Cheeto. Um, Cheeto is very tough, and he will probably, most likely, try to take this fight to the ground, although he has fallen in love with his striking as of late. Um, there's just, he's just not on Sh- uh, Sean's level. Yeah, and it's a dangerous Sean- game to play with O'Malley. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, I want to see Sean O'Malley taken down because that's the one aspect we – I mean, he talks about his jiu-jitsu on his own podcast a lot um, and how much he works on it, and I really want to see um, his defense on the ground. So I want to see him get taken down. He needs to to be tested, and if he passes this test, he's he's moving into the top ten, and he's starting to look at fights with – possibly a fight away from Cody Garbrandt. I'm excited that's there on a collision course. And, um, yeah, I think he's a future champ, but I'm excited to see him tested. But what do you guys think about this fight? Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a good test for Sean. But, you know, I know you say that Cheeto's tough, but Sean O'Malley's just – this is reminding me of, like, a most – like, I think of the most dominant come-ups of all times in the UFC, and I think of two people – I think of John Jones and the way he came up in the light heavyweight division in the early 2010s, and I think of Conor McGregor and how fast he came up. And this is what this is what their come ups felt like. You know, they were coming up quickly. They were quickly fan favorites, and you know they just dominated their opponents. And that's just the vibe that I'm getting from uh, Sean O'Malley. Yeah, I, I I get what you, I mean. There's no part of me that really thinks Sean O'Malley's going to lose this fight. I just want to see him get taken into like some deeper waters. You, you know? want to see him tested, yeah. I, I want to see. I need to see him face some adversity, and I think Cheeto may because I don't think he's going to be able to um, just kill. Like he's not going to have that kill switch shot against Cheeto. Cheeto's got a chin, um, so he may, he's going to have to break him first. What do you think, Rob? Yeah. So you know, Sean O'Malley, he obviously looks dominant. You know. He looks like he's unstoppable right now. Um, but Will was saying, uh, what's his name, Cheeto? 
That's his, that's his nickname. I just call him Cheeto. That's what everyone seems to call him. Cheeto, yeah, he uh, he's got a little bit of a ground game, and right now, um, from what I've seen with Sean O'Malley, he hasn't really been taken to the ground much, um, and that was like to compare it. That was like always the biggest question was like a Conor McGregor, who's known for his striking, which obviously Sean O'Malley is known for. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if he gets taken to the ground, it's gonna be a big test for him because I haven't really seen him on the ground like that. So. Um, I think Sean O'Malley will win this fight, but um, it'll be interesting if he gets taken down for sure. Let's let's lock in our predictions here. What do what do we think? What do, wait, you gotta you gotta bring up the odds. Uh, I don't. Mario's our odds guy. I don't have him on deck. Let me look him up real quick. Can can I guess real quick? What I think Sean O'Malley is like a minus two forty favorite. You think he's gonna be a two forty? I think yeah. he'll be like a one eighty. What do you think, Rob? I'm going in the middle, like a flat 200, 210. All righty. Well, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, just so everybody remembers, all odds are provided by William Hill. Sponsor, Sponsor us. us. Sponsor us. So, Sean O'Malley is a minus 325 favorite. <laughs> Damn. Okay. It, it I did may not all, expect it, that. It may be worth testing the waters with uh, Marlon Cheeto Vera here. I I'm sorry. That's way that's way too big of a favorite. <laughs> that is too that is too high. But I ain't testing shit. <laughs> like damn. All right. Well, what's our fight prediction here? What do we got? I got O'Malley knockout in the second round. Rob. Yeah, I was I was gonna go O'Malley knockout in the second round as well. All right. Well, I got. Sean O'Malley winning by unanimous decision. I do think he has, he's going to... He what? hasn't had a decision yet, has he? He has. In the UFC? Yeah, he has. Oh, okay. Um, I just think uh, Vera's too tough. I don't think he's going to go out. I do think he'll get dropped maybe once or twice, and he's going to get pieced up all night. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think uh, he's going to be able to put Vera away. I don't think Vera's ever been finished. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that so. is interesting. All right. Well, you want to get into this trilogy main event, Will? Because I know you're really excited for this one, too. Oh, God, I'm so excited for this one. This is going to establish who the best heavyweight of all time is, in my opinion. Um, so you got Cormier versus Miocic. Cormier, obviously, dethroned Miocic in the first fight. And then Miocic took his belt right back about a year later. And here we are another year later, and we get that trilogy fight. Um, this is Daniel Cormier's last fight. He's gone on record saying it. He was planned to retire two years ago, really. Um, I'm excited for this one because it's interesting. Daniel Cormier, obviously it's one, one fight apiece, but Cormier was beating Miocic the whole fight until Miocic finally made some adjustments and that body shot to Cormier, Cormier couldn't handle it. I was surprised not to see Cormier use any of his wrestling whatsoever, although Miocic is no slouch in the wrestling game himself. But DC's uh, wrestling, that's, what, that's what's gotten him to the top, and I was surprised not to see him use it. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he uses it this time around. Um, he's gone on record in his interviews, his pre-fight interviews, saying he does plan on using it. I don't know if that's a smoke screen. 
but I think we're in for another great fight. Um, no matter which way this goes, but what do you guys think about this fight? Yeah, I think uh, I, we watched the second fight together at B-Dubs, right? Because that was the same night that Diaz fought Pettis. Yeah, it was exactly around this yeah. time last year. Yeah, yeah. remember I won like 20 bucks off that random lady <laughs> when we yeah. bet the fights? <laughs> Man, I, I'm, side note, I miss going to, the, going to B-Dubs, watching the fight with the boys. I really yeah, do. Yeah, me too. That, or, well, it hasn't even... It yeah, hasn't really fun. been happening because of COVID anyways. So. I, I, I know. And that was a mad thing, though. When I'm out there in November, if there's fights and, like, the world's kind of back to normal, we got to go out for the fights. Fuck, yeah. We do, that was, like, our thing. Every Sounds every good. good card, we always went to B-dubs. Yeah. So. Better but, than, yeah. Better. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with you. This is that Cormier was definitely winning that second fight. Um, I was actually really nervous because I had Stipe in that random bet that I had. Um, but Stipe did make those adjustments, and he showed that he had what it takes to make those adjustments. Um, but like you said, Daniel Cormier is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in the UFC. So uh, it'd be interesting to see him actually try to implement it because we didn't see it much that second fight. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see these fights. Um, these guys are both, you know, on the older end now, too. Um, isn't Stipe thinking of retiring pretty soon as well? Yeah, I mean, if he wins this fight, I'd be surprised if he even keeps going. I mean, I there's nothing. I I, I wouldn't say there's nothing from the face. I mean, but yeah. he fucking completely destroyed Ngannou when they fought. Um, I I don't know. There's really nothing left for Stipe either. Plus, he's got a family now. He's a firefighter. So yeah, it's probably it's probably the end of the road for both of these fighters. But um, I mean, hey, it's it's a hell of a send off. This is supposed to be the the uh, the trilogy that we we get a good trilogy like Volk and a uh, Holloway like this. You know, obviously they wouldn't be retiring, but it'd be a great trilogy. But you know, some referees in Abu Dhabi want to screw us over. Some judges, some judges. <laughs> that, or, yeah, um, some, I, judge, I, some I, judges. Sorry, some judges. I still can't believe Holloway didn't win that fight. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I was tweeting about it too so much because it looked like Holloway just you know he he ran that fight. But, I mean, it, he took the first three rounds easily, in my opinion. Or, no, he took the first two easily, and I think he won the third round, in my opinion, kind of convincingly. And then I yeah. think he lost the last two rounds. But All right, Rob, what is your, uh, what's your opinion on this trilogy? All right, side note. Uh, can you yeah, don't hear me? Don't worry. You'll get cut, you'll get cut out <laughs> okay. right in the middle of your uh, take. <laughs> no, no, yeah, the fucking audio. My audio is all fucked up today, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting fight. It'll probably end as another knockout. That's how both. That's how the first two fights ended. Um, you were, you guys are right. Daniel Cormier was pretty. He's bringing up Steep, uh, Steep pretty bad in the second fight, in my opinion. And then you know he got caught with the the body shot, like Will said. Um, but I think he needs to incorporate the wrestling more that that's something that he didn't do in the second fight, obviously. And, um, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, how they, how Daniel Cormier is, um, with cardio and conditioning. I'm sure it's great, but I don't think he's fought since they fought last time. I don't think Steve Bates fought either, but Daniel Cormier is up there in age. They both, I believe. They both are. So. Yeah, so, um, 
Yeah, it'll be an interesting fight. Um, I think it'll probably end in an, end another knockout. It could go either way, so it's, it'll be interesting. Shall we would get Cormier, pr- would oh, Cormier sorry, be the first time? Would the be would Cormier be the first three time champion if he if he wins this? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. I'm, I'm sure three time champion. I'm know. sure it's been done. But I don't know. Shall we? All right, I got the odds. Odds and predictions here. So, William Hill has Stipe at minus 105 and Cormier at minus 115. So, That's... Cormier is a little bit of a favorite. I was going to say, it felt like it was going to be a pick em fight. Um... Yeah, it pretty much is. But All right. Well, who wants to start this one? All right. I'm going, I'm going Stipe with another third-round knockout. Okay. I'm going. I'm going Stipe with a split oh, decision. Wow! I think it's this time. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um. All right. Well, I'll give my analysis. I'll wait for the actual prediction. I really think Cormier is going to try and take this to the ground. I think he's going to have some pretty good success in the first round. I don't think he's going to get Stipe to the ground. I really don't. Stipe is no joke when it comes to wrestling. But I think he's going to take that first round. And then second round, they're going to feel each other out a little bit more. And Stipe is going to start turning it on. And I'm with Isaac here. I think Stipe closes the show and knocks him out. Sends Cormier into retirement with a third round knockout. Um, I feel so bad for Cormier. He wants this so bad. Like he put off his retirement for like two years just to end on top. And he's just... I, I don't see it happening. I think uh, – I don't think he's going to be able to withstand – is a tough guy. He's not going to get put to sleep. The first first fight when he got put out, it was – I think he uh, was didn't have a great training camp, and he, he was like a first-time father, and he just had all a bunch of shit going on. I think he's focused and he's ready to go. Stipe, knockout, round three. Yeah, me and Will agreed on something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like you mentioned, the rest of this card isn't that great. I know Junior Dos Santos is being used as a test for somebody else, but uh, I can't wait for 253 to see Adesanya and uh, Paulo. That's a fucking fight. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that one. We'll get into that like yeah soon. We'll get into that a month from now. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many great fights. Like the UFC's got a, f- a card every weekend until December, ready to go. So we yeah. have UFC. We have UFC fights for the next five months. Yeah, when I go visit you in New York, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a card to watch over there too, which is pretty dope. Uh, well, you get in Saturday. Fuck. Oh man. yeah. <laughs> he gets the, in. Well, Saturday the card wasn't night. even that great. Yeah, the card wasn't that great anyway. Thank God. We'll we'll be in the middle of fucking Philadelphia. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, you know what we get? What kind of fight we missed? Uh, two days ago. Which fight? We missed a fight between Ramon Laureano and Alex Introne because he wants to hide behind uh, three Astros players when he's talking shit to my boy. All right, well, you guys I see that? Take the wheel. It, All you right. know what? I I know I tweeted this and then you texted it to me, but this the Astros cannot be any more of an unlikable team. They really can't. Yeah, I think literally they literally I feel like are more disliked right now than the Patriots were after Spygate. Yeah. I... Yeah, and Jose Altuve Bro, looks like what, shit. Bro, is he batting a 175? 
And his defense looks terrible right now. He had three errors in yeah. one inning against the A's in that series. Well, let, let me ask you this. I know we, we're going to talk about the brawl in a second, but do you think um, Altuve's struggles are coming from just not having the ability to cheat anymore? Or is he just in his own head at this point because of all the bullshit? Or do you think it's a combination of both? Um, I really think that it's more of in his head because he has is a great defensive second baseman. Like, he's a really good defender, and when you can't even do that right now, that shows that there's something messing with you. So maybe it's a combination of both because, obviously, it's not going to be as easy to hit the ball. You know, you look at, it, at his uh, stats that World Series against the Dodgers at home versus on the road, his batting average at home was way higher than it was on the road. Um, I think he was batting under a one when he was on the road, and he was batting over three at home. So I think it's a combination of both, but more of in his head because, like I said, he's a great defensive second baseman, and he's not he hasn't even been able to do that. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Rob, do you have anything to add to that? Sorry. I went off track and asked a random question, but <laughs> – <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I mean, yeah, when you're batting that bad and I feel like, you know, you're fucking up on defense when you're known to be a defensive player in the first place, um, it's most likely in your head. The batting part probably has something to do with the cheating, but I think overall his game, he's just in his head and he's probably letting a lot of things get to him and he's definitely underperforming. So, yeah. Right, what do you think, Will? Oh, no, I, I literally couldn't tell you. I think it's a little combination of both. Um, I just think it's fucking actually hilarious how pissed he like, – I was watching that bat slam the other day. <laughs> it's funny because he's literally my size doing that. Bro, he is. hella funny to me. Dude, this is exactly what everyone wanted to see is Altuve just struggle and get – like. He is fucking so he is pissed right now and yeah. there's not like and I don't see the light coming for them. I mean they're just they're gonna He's have a to walking eat their, meme at the moment. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to fucking eat eat shit for the rest of the year because they let's face it, they have it coming. They're lucky right, they don't play they're lucky they don't play a sport like hockey where like people could actually fucking do something about yeah. it. Do you want like, me to get but, into the actual story now? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah, tell uh, it's the all good. what the hell happened. Sorry. So, uh, what happened was on, I think yesterday was Monday. So, on Sunday, um, Astros relief pitcher, or Astros pitcher hit Ramon Laureano twice, um, beamed him up for the at-bat. And on his uh, second beam, uh, he looked over to their dugout, and their coach was, I guess, allegedly – what was reported was he was talking shit about Ramon Laureano's mother. Um, and, you know, Ramon Laureano is Hispanic, and in their culture, that's taken very seriously. Ramon's even mentioned that himself. Uh, so he ended up charging at the Astros' dugout. Nobody got punched because it got broken up before that. Citroen was a little bitch and hid behind three of his players. He took some steps up and then got behind the guys. So it got broken up before. Loriano can get over there, but Loriano was ready to fuck his shit up. Um, that, that was so. But Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly got suspended eight games for you know throwing a ball at 
Altuve's head, or was it Correa? Both of them, I think. I think um, it was Correa. It was Correa. It was Correa and one other person. It might have not been and Altuve. Then, it might have been and then, I don't know if you're a lip reader or anything, but then you just fucking see him give him that smirk and yell, fuck you, repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. right now, Laureano has not been suspended yet. He was in our lineup yesterday. The A's are the hottest team in baseball. We've won nine of our last ten. Would have been ten in a row if Trevino didn't fuck up last night. But, uh, yeah, you know, the A's are looking good, so hopefully we don't lose Laureano for too long. But uh, what do you guys think of this? To me, this was the funniest. Oh, sorry, oh. you can go ahead. Go. I, no, go ahead, Will. I mean, ahead, I have no fucking analysis or anything smart to say about it. I just thought it was the funniest shit. Um, watching this uh, hitting coach on the Astros uh, bench or the dugout, talking this shit and then you see Lariano respond to it and he fucking charges the dugout and so does uh, the hitting coach but next thing you know the hitting coach fucking hides behind like three or four players behind a wall and proceeds to talk shit and it, it was just the funniest thing ever What I, like the Astros cannot be any more unlikable the wheels are falling off man they yeah. They, they, I bet they wish there was no season, man, because they are fucking paying their dues for sure. Yeah, we uh, we swept them. Just to put that out there, <laughs> the A's swept them. Easily, actually. It was a pretty easy sweep besides the first game. But, uh, Rob, what do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, I don't have no true analysis like Will said. But, um, you know, I think if I'm being very honest, I think the Astros coach, he's a little puss boy because – you know, you can't be sitting there running your mouth, especially if you allegedly were talking about, you know, someone's mothers, you know, and you're talking shit and then you hide behind your players. I mean, you know, that's to me, it's just like some coward shit right there. And, um, you know, I think the Astros players are going to get it taken out on them and they're going to continue to get it taken out on them. And it's going to happen for the rest of the season. And like Will said, I don't think, there's a team more hated right now in sports than the Astros. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, my analysis is the coach is a pussy. <laughs> yeah, that's all no, I got to say. That's uh, pretty accurate there. It wouldn't surprise me if these guys had a little bit of a history because Laureano used to be in the Astros organization before he was on the A's. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine just without any kind of backstory, some hitting coach talking shit to someone. Um but regardless, I, and especially if he was talking about his mom, that's a place like no man should ever go. Uh, first of all, like that that hitting coach deserves to be fucking like knocked out stiff. Honestly, yeah, but, Loriano looked like he was ready to do it too. He charged him with a flyer. He was, bro. He he was, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. All these guys are getting punished more than the Astros were, though. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, you know what? What's overlooked right now, and I get it, like people want the Astros punished. But you got to think, do you think these guys really want to show up and play every day? I don't think so. They're dreading it. Knowing that they're going to be thrown at all day, knowing they're going to be chirped all day, knowing they're going to be talked shit about on social media all day. Like, they're getting theirs. I know it's not what everyone wants, but, I mean, they're they're being punished just in, just in the sense that, like, they are mentally just can't even focus on enjoying the game anymore, you know? They're being punished by the people, not the MLB. 
Exactly. And sometimes you just got to take it into your own hands. And again, I hate to fucking stroke my own sport of hockey off, but that's what I love about hockey. If the ref or the league isn't going to take care of it, someone is. And yeah, yeah. that's what's great yeah. about the UFC too, is you get two guys in the octagon and they can just go at it. Oh yeah. All you could talk all the shit you want, but once that cage door, uh, the cage closes, we're going to really see what everyone's about. And I love yeah, that about That's why too. Ben Askren got knocked out in five seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was there live, just putting it out there. Anybody else got anything they want to add to this, or can we move on? I think we can move on, unless Rob, sorry. All right. Yeah, no, yeah, I ain't got nothing. All righty. So. Well, we do got two bubbles going on right now um, with the NBA and the NHL. Will, do you want to get in what's, uh, what's going on in the NHL right now? Boy, do I. Um, <laughs> so my Rangers got swept in the first round. We had no business even being there, I guess, because we got absolutely fucking walked. Not one point did I even think we had a shot at winning that series once we hit the ice. Um, the Canes were just bigger, faster, more physical, and, you know, our team just – the youth on our end showed that's all I got to say about that. I'm going to stop you. Actually, no. But I'm happy because we got the first overall pick. And we get this fucking stud in Alexi Lafreniere. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's kind of the, the next big thing. Um, but aside from that, very I'm very impressed with the quality of play so far and the atmosphere the NHL has set up. I know I've talked about that in the past. Um I'm going to talk about some teams to look out for now that we're in the official first round. And I am going to preface this by saying I was dead wrong. I thought the younger younger teams were going to have the advantage um, by just finding their legs first. And that's just simply not the case. It's kind of just different um, on a team-by-team basis. Very surprised that both 12 seeds snuck in. The Blackhawks and the... uh, and the uh, da, da Canadians. <laughs> the fact that the Penguins lost and actually had a shot at the first overall pick scared the fuck out of me. I couldn't um, believe they lost. Oh, my God. Montreal had no business being there either, and somehow they're moving on, which they're going to get absolutely fucking waxed by the Golden Knights, which leads me into the We play the Blackhawks. We play the Blackhawks. That's why I said. Oh, you wait, said Montreal. My bad. Both 12 seeds. They're playing the Blackhawks. But I'm going to actually get into the teams to look out for now. Um, Starting with the East, the Philadelphia Flyers, man. They are a scary fucking team. They are buzzing out there. Um, They have their young stud goalie, Carter Hart, playing. He's the shit. He is playing like he is going to be the best goalie in the league for years to come. And I hate to say that. I hate Philly. Everyone who knows me knows that. Um, Kevin Hayes, what an addition to this team. He's helping out on special teams. He adds an energy to this team. Such a locker room guy. Who doesn't fucking love him? And as I'm talking about this, they are nine. Um, the odds for winning the cup just popped up on my screen. How interesting. But the Flyers are a team to look out for. Um, I'm very impressed by them. And then Tampa. Uh, they're kind of beat up right now. But I really – I don't know why I have a feeling about them this year. I mean – They're due. They, We're always scared of them in the postseason. Yeah, well, that – and they didn't – I mean, I get they're beat up, but they didn't have to go through the grind of the regular season. And I think they're going to – I think they're going to run the table, and I would not be surprised to see uh, Tampa or Philly at the end of the tunnel here. 
Um, going into the West, I'm going to eat my words here. The Golden Knights look really good. Um, I would be surprised not to see them go all the way to the Western Conference Finals and along the way meet the Colorado Avalanche. I'm sticking with that prediction. The Avs look pretty freaking good. I think uh, they're the most talented team, in my opinion. I love that blue line. The goaltending is holding up. So uh, if I had to make a prediction right now, I see – I hate to say it – the Flyers are going to end up meeting either the Golden Knights or the Avalanche. Thanks for listening to my (laughs) TED Talk. I've seen – I've watched um, some of the Golden Knights, man. Like you said, they look really good. Um, they're scoring, you know, they're just doing, they're doing things right. So I'm, I'm, I was really happy to see how they played uh, and how they went undefeated in that, that round Robin that we had. Yeah, man, I was surprised. I really thought it would take them a while to find their legs being, um, kind of an older team. So yeah, I'm going to the sports bar tomorrow to watch it, to watch them play. (laughs) Well, what sucks is I really can't even talk about in detail how every team looked because I got hit with a hurricane here on the East Coast um, last week, and I was without cable for, like, a week. So I I missed a lot of the qualifiers. I had to go to my – I literally had to text all my friends and ask who had power to watch the Ranger game. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, anyway, Rob, I know you're not a hockey guy. Do you want to talk about anything specifically? Because I know you have a lot to say probably about the NBA. Um, you know, uh, it's funny that you brought up, you know, the Colorado Avalanche and the Golden Knights because I did watch a little bit of that game when they played on Saturday. And uh, it looked like both teams looked really good. Obviously, the Knights came out on top 4-3, to three, but um, it looked good. That's, that's honestly the only game that I've been able to see of hockey. Um, I got to watch it more. I didn't really know, like, how the game's – like work and all the bracket works, but I'll be watching some more games now. Now that this, uh, the seedings are set. Um, but I mean, yeah, that one game that I watched, it was, it was pretty dope. Um, it was entertaining. So yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that those two teams might go to the Western conference. Finals. If we ever, um, come out with any merch, we got to make like a trademark, uh, shirt for Rob saying, yeah, I got to start watching more hockey. <laughs> <laughs> or baseball, um, baseball, too. or ba- or baseball. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on to the NBA? Because yeah, Rob, this is Rob's Rob, bread and Rob, butter. Here's your, here's your thing, Rob. Yeah. So uh, the NBA bubble uh, started. Obviously, um, you know it's it's coming down to the final, you know, seats with the West because, you know, there's only eight games or there's only two games left until the playoffs are set in stone. And the Western Conference has a tight race right now for that eight seed. Um, hold on. Yeah, Spurs, the Blazers, quick. and the Grizzlies, and right? I'll tell you. It's the the Grizzlies, the, the Blazers, and the yeah. Suns and the Spurs. So the Suns have a chance to get into the playoffs, which is – Pretty fucking wild, in my opinion. Um, the Grizzlies, uh, who uh, who hold the AC right now, look like absolute dog shit, and uh, they just look like they're they just look like a young team basically, and they don't have no playoff experience, and 
they they don't look very good in the bubble right now. So they might not make the playoffs, and the Blazers look like they're going to. Um, but the Suns look like they have a chance as well. The Lakers, like Will said, was who was he? Will thought that the Lakers would win the championship. They locked up the one seed in the West, so everything technically they'll have home court advantage. I don't. I guess their fans will be virtually in, and they'll be the home team. But um, the Bucks look okay. They they struggled a little bit, um, and they're the one seed in the East. There's some surprise players like T.J. Warren for the Pacers. He's averaging like 35 a game, which is absurd. You know, he's not he's not the best player in the world, but right now he's playing like the best player in the world in the bubble. Um, so there's a lot going on. Um, have you guys been able to watch any of the NBA? Or I know Will, you're more focused on hockey, and I know Isaac, you're probably more on the uh, the baseball. So have you guys been yeah, able to catch um, anything? I've watched a little bit at the, like I said, the local sports bar here. I've been going there pretty often to watch sports. Um, I watched the Kings and the Pelicans recently. It's just, it's so weird to watch basketball without fans. But, you know, I'm I'm getting used to it. But, I mean, like you said, our Lakers are still looking good. And that was my pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, yeah, I got to start watching more basketball. <laughs> no, um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I couldn't even tell you the teams that are fucking in this damn thing. Um, obviously, this is coinciding with hockey, so my focus is already on ho- all on hockey. And I mean, I also I'm paying attention to a little bit of baseball, but I, I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I have nothing of value to say about the NBA. <laughs> the last time I opened my mouth about the NBA was about LeBron having no leadership, and well, we saw how that went. So <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> shut the fuck up and let this uh, leave this to you guys. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I'm um, just like I need to watch hockey. Uh, <laughs> I guess you have to watch some NBA, <laughs> but. Uh, no, I mean, the bubble's been pretty cool. There's been some funny shit going on with, like, because they have, like, virtual fans that tune in. And, like, the other day, someone brought a goat with them. So there was a goat <laughs> in the crowd, and it was hilarious. And there's, there's like, NBA Hall of Famers that show up to games. Like, Shaq was at a game virtually, and then uh, Paul Pierce was at a game virtually. Um, and then it's just cool to see. They do some interesting things. Some people, like, dress up and as a virtual fan and tune in it's hilarious um but basketball it's been entertaining you know it's been really exciting like i said the most exciting thing is coming down to who sneaks in for the eight seed for the west um again four-way race with the grizzlies the blazers the suns and the spurs side note will the suns are very bad team like they are not good um there's didn't I do know enough to know that didn't they need to like win all their games and get some help to get in yeah 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 so my point is yeah the suns they they're undefeated they're the only undefeated team in the bowl they're six and oh they gotta win their finals they gotta win their final two games and they need like the blazers to lose they either need the blazers or the grizzlies to lose like a game and they need to win the rest of theirs and then they have a shot it's actually pretty pretty nuts Um, actually it's pretty it's pretty realistic but like the I think the Blazers play the Celtics today, or the yeah, the, the Grizzlies play the Celtics today, and the Blazers play the uh, 
the Mavericks. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty reasonable. Yeah, and I just think it's hilarious because uh, our buddy Skyler is a huge Suns fan, and uh, his team normally is ass cheeks, but they're the only undefeated team. So I think that's pretty funny. Hey man, I they have some good talent on that team. I mean, I I don't know what good talent is for the NBA, but they got Devin Booker and uh, that Aiton kid, right? I mean, DeAndre how, Aiton. Yeah. Yeah. How how bad could they really be? Don't you only need like one really great player to be? I mean, they're big? good, but they're not superstars. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess D Book D Book's yeah, on his way yeah, to no. becoming one, but he's not one yet. He's really good, but he's not you know on that that superstar level. Well, again, I, I, the, I know enough to know that Devin Booker probably has Kendall Jenner waiting for him outside of this fucking <laughs> bubble. So he's in a win-win, huh? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, the, Suns are, the Suns are definitely a team to watch out for next season. I know, it's, I know people might laugh at it, but they're seriously a team that could be dangerous next season because they seem to really put it together in this bubble so far, so. If they make the playoffs, they have no shot because they, they play the Lakers. So, um, But next season looks like it could be something special yeah, for we'll the Let's see what they so do in free agency. I just want to throw that in there. But uh, speaking yeah. of bubbles, we have uh, one more you know, potential bubble that's going to be implemented. Will kind of told us about this before the show started. I haven't seen it yet. But allegedly the MLB, from what's being reported, is talking about doing a bubble for the postseason. Will, you want to get into that? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a developing story right before we hopped on here to podcast. and So I didn't get to look into it too much. Uh, so the MLB has caught, caught a lot of slack for not – I mean, for a lot of things, but also most recently not implementing a bubble, kind of like the NBA and NHL. Um, it's hard for the MLB though. I mean, there's just, there's a lot more players and personnel involved and, you know, chewing up a field in baseball is a lot different than chewing up ice or a basketball court. So it's not as realistic for a playoff now. I mean, that'd be interesting. Um, I don't think it changes the product on the field one way or another, but I think it'd help maybe stop the virus from spreading across teams because that seems to be a big issue. And, um, I know the Cardinals just got postponed again, their doubleheader today, because they continue to have cases. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it would throw the virus conversation out the window finally. But um, if with all this bubble talk and everyone keeps talking about, we got to do bubbles, we got to do bubbles. That's the only way sports are going to continue. Uh, that's just not realistic. It, the, the, it, it won't work for a long period of time. You can't keep <laughs> players – inside a hotel, straight to their games and practices, right back to a hotel constantly without family. Um, but, yeah, I got, again, here I am off track yet again. Uh, to, me, to me, it doesn't matter one way or another. I just thought it was interesting. Um, it just gets rid of the potential of the virus spreading. But I don't know. It seems a little too little too late. I think it's already all over the MLB. So, uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with Will on this one. Uh, a bubble for a whole season is way – like, it's – it's that's really unrealistic, and I think that's way too much. Um, obviously, if they're able to finish their regular season and get to a playoff, then I think you can start to have a conversation about keeping the players in a bubble that way. 
it doesn't mess with the playoffs, you know, just in case a team gets in and their team, whole team catches a cases like the Marlins did. And uh, now they're postponing uh, playoff games. Uh, th- I mean, that's the only way, that's the only time I could see the MLB actually trying to do a bubble. Um, but trying to do a bubble for like the remainder of the season to me is just way too unrealistic and it's kind of ridiculous. So um, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Yeah. Um, a bubble for the MLB would probably be the hardest sport to do it for besides football because uh, their postseason rosters are 40-man rosters. Um, so, you know, footballs are 50, 52 to 50. I think now they're 54 with the new PA, right, Rob? 54? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, outside of um, outside of football, this is the hardest sport to do a bubble for. So, I wonder – it's going to be interesting to see where they're going to do it at. Um, it's probably going to be a spring training facility. But I, I think it's just unfortunate for the players that they're most likely going to get to play a whole season just fine. And then for the postseason, they're going to be stuck uh, with no family. And the MLB playoffs, they're going to be 16 teams. And these series already take a while. You know, the MLB playoffs usually takes a minute. So it's going to be it's going to be tough for these guys to to, you know, have to be away from their families. I know where they could put these bubbles if they implement them. What do you think? Right here in the Bronx and in Queens, baby. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? They're like 20 minutes away from each other. Cases are down here. I see no reason not to. Yeah, I just think they would do their spring training facilities just because they already have a lot set up over there. In Florida, in Arizona. Yeah, probably, most likely Arizona. Where cases are rampant. Yeah, but by the time the postseason starts, it's what, a month from now? Maybe down. Who knows? Wait, the MLB postseason is only a month away already? Yeah. Like, dude, when I go visit you, that's when it's starting. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, literally when I go visit you, I think the third day I'm there is when it starts. That's Loki, that's I did not know that. fucking <laughs> insane. I feel like they just yeah. started last week. Yeah. They're already, they're already, you know, like a fourth of the way through the season. Oh, what the f- Nice. <laughs> But uh, we'll keep you guys updated on what the MLB is doing, as well as all these other stories we talked about today. But I think it's time that we get the hashtag out of here, like Mario says. Um, So, Will, what do you have for the people? Uh, um, Again, please, uh, if you can, whatever helps, uh, anything helps. If you could donate, we'll uh, leave a link on our social media pages um, or even our personal social media pages. But please, again, anything helps um, the family, their family in this time. Um, yeah, I just I'm just thinking about them right now. I'm gonna continue to sit my ass down and watch hockey all day until the world gets back to normal. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go, Sugar Sean. <laughs> Rob, what you got for the people? Um. Yeah, uh, like Will said, um, we'll post a link on our account. Um, if you guys follow our personal accounts, I have it, you know, on Twitter. Um, I have it on Facebook, I believe. I'm sure Will and Isaac have it on their social medias too. So you can, anything helps, like Will was saying. Um, and you know, the the, the family, you know, could use the help. And um, other than that, um, 
you know, I hope college football happens because that's my favorite sport to watch. UFC is doing a great job. I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. And I'll continue to watch my NBA. And, uh, you know, i got to watch more hockey, like (laughs) Will said. All right. For me, um, like these guys have mentioned, if you could donate anything, um, please do so. We'll make sure that those links are posted. They're on all of my social medias as well as these guys'. Um, like I said earlier, our thoughts and prayers are with Mario's family. Um, I'm actually going to go watch some baseball after this. I'm uh, loving that the sport's back. So, uh, like I've been saying, be kind to each other. With that being said, wise guys out. Deuces. Wise guys out.